Dustin claims two minutes for three shows, which I think is not true, but... Well, it's, it, it's not me. It'll be you guys giving me shit about them. That's usually what takes up the most any time. Of the, I haven't seen any of them. I won't Neither have I. Not, you won't give me shit about them. You'll give me shit about what I have to say. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what... Oh, it's what oh, yeah. the people want. And by the people, I mean me. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba television podcast. It's episode one, some, some. I don't know. 115-ish? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Pajiba <laughs> editor. Comedy editor. Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor, Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And Danish boy, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> why? Why this week? I think we already lost him. Okay. Uh, Is he not Right. Yep, he's left. Oh, wow. Wait, what? He's gone. Tori, you can't hear Dustin? I can't hear him. All right, Dustin, you have to reconnect. <laughs> I can hear him. So. Oh, you can? No, it says yeah. he's. It says Danish boy has left. All right, well, he's going to reconnect. Uh, while he does, um, this week, too much TV to talk about, and I know we say that often, but this time it's for real. Uh, so we are going to do a fun... Lightning round thing, and lightning by lightning round we mean no more than ten minutes uh, per topic, please. Um, but we'll see how that goes. It seems like it's too long. It's well, we'll see. I mean, like ten. Hope, should we say five minutes? We can try five minutes, but that's, five. there's no way. Yeah, I say we say five minutes, but we're gonna fail, so it's fine. All right. Well, we'll say five minutes, but we're definitely gonna fail. Right. Um, but before that, uh, what is everyone drinking? Dustin, welcome back. Hi, thank you. I'm drinking, I, I just keep drinking the same things, which is the Pebble Raspberry Sours and the um, uh, Austin Street Pale Ales. I hope that our listeners are hunting down these beverages. <laughs> Wait, I thought you normally drink three. Where's your third? Oh, yeah. I just doubled up on the Raspberry Sours now. I, the uh, third I stopped with. Those Raspberry Sours are so good, and they're so good for the podcast. Like, yeah. that's the perfect thing to drink while you're podcasting. Yeah. It's good for the vocal cords. <laughs> it's <Is> smooth. It? <laughs> Dustin, are we being advertised by these raspberry sours, or are we being paid by these raspberry sours to advertise? No, we're not no. being paid by Preble. Raspberry sours. Have, have Preble. you tried, have you reached out to them and asked? I should. The Four right? River Brewing Company. Located in South Portland, Maine. <laughs> Quality beer. Locally I mean, crafted. look, they may not they may not give us money, but they might give you some free. Yeah, yeah I'll take the beer. <laughs> it's expensive. It's like uh, one of those uh, four packs. That's like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Oh. In fact, yeah. if they offered to pay, you'd probably negotiate yes, to get the free I, beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Tori, what about you? Um, I decided. Well, I, I was I wanted to have something fun, something different, something maybe mm -hmm. I could threaten to mail to Dustin at some point. And then I, mm -hmm. uh, so I picked a 
peach habanero cider from Stowe Cider Company, oh. uh, crafted in Vermont. Why? Do you... uh, and it's actually really good. No, so mix peach. I mean peach. Sure, peach, peach habanero. No, because you got the sweet and the spicy. Mm, yeah, I can see how that would be. Good. It's it tastes like it's like an artisanal Jolly Rancher. Okay, right. that makes yeah. it sound no, disgusting. No. It's it actually kind of great. Sound disgusting, yeah. Okay, but... it's great. But the best part is they have a little, uh, like a little scale. You know how like you know hot sauces will have the little pepper scale, and it's like how far, how hot is it, right? So this oh, one right. has a a sweet to dry scale, and so despite the fact that it is made with peaches, it is just one step above super dry. So it's not actually that sweet. Um, and it's really, it's a bit too easy to drink. So I have a second can here that I know I should be responsible and not get to the point where I have finished my first one and open it. But I have it here anyway, just in case I <laughs> do decide to just keep going and drink. It's really right. good. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking. All right. Um, as for me, I, I've, uh, reverted to an old standby this week. I'm drinking, uh, uh, Hibiki uh, Harmony Blend, which is has been on my shelf for a while and in the in the magic cabinet and not being uh, opened. And wow! So it's uh, it's good. I haven't I haven't had it in a little bit in a little bit. It's very smooth and uh, harder harder and harder to find. So was it a gift? Uh, this one was not a gift. This one I just bought with my own money. Uh huh. So there's no one to like insult. No, or, nor or nor, compliment. Yeah, I mean, this would just be a compliment because it's a, it's a, it's a nice, nice whiskey that should cost about half what it does. But everyone <laughs> loves Japanese whiskeys now, so <laughs> they're screwing it up for the rest of us. They're really, you know, they're they're just messing up the supply chains are a complicated thing. Holy shit! Supply and demand, and <laughs> Dustin. I mean, the supply chain issues. Oh. I thought you were. I thought there was like breaking news that you no, just yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, look that that guy. The ship got stuck in the Suez, and then we've basically been paying for it ever since. Also, it was a whiskey ship. Yeah. Also, the well, COVID stuff and the ports are full, and, and everybody quit their jobs. Everyone was drinking at yeah. home. I went to the post office today. God damn. They're having you know labor shortage issues as well. There were 13 people in front of me, and it took 46 minutes Yeesh. to send a package. It's also, like, the busiest time of the year to try to yeah. send a package. Sure. Yeah. Fair. So. But it was just 13 people. That's I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sizable queue. Were they all mailing packages? I imagine so. Yeah. Because then you always, it's like somebody doesn't, they didn't pack it right, and yeah. they, or they want to do it international, or they need special tracking. It, it needs to be there in 45 minutes, damn it. Right. Yeah. So, you know. Hmm. You leave them alone. No, no. Yeah, I, they're doing I their was, best, Dustin. I, yeah. Hey, hey. It was nice to the uh, <laughs> mail workers. My mother uh, was a letter carrier. And would she have been and horrified if things took 46 minutes? Well, yes, I imagine so. Yeah. I do like that you decided to 
uh, track how long it took. That's a very specific time. Well, I was doing it for Molly, so you have to say how long so you can hold it over their head. I stood in line for 46 minutes, Molly. See? <laughs> I folded laundry for two hours. <laughs> and I didn't volunteer just because I could watch football. Exactly. I, it was, I was put upon. <sighs> oh my God. Right. Well, so I was going to... What? No, I was going to say, are we, is this the end of our bullshitting? Do we need to like, do we need to talk about television? Yeah, we got to talk about, I feel bad because apparently some of our listeners just love the bullshitting part and don't care about they the TV tune part. right the fuck out. Uh, and I, I yeah. want to, I want to uh, once again Give invite them to, well, I, I want to invite them to, to continue to listen because the, the bullshitting continues. <laughs> We don't actually talk that much about TV. I mean, we have topics, but it's 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 mostly it's a bouncing off point. It's an excuse to to make fun of Dustin. You know, if we if we planned more, we could have incorporated a lightning round of personal, like divergent topics. Yeah, that we could have yeah. also blasted through before getting to the television, and it would just be like, you know, well, like okay, the post here, office. Why is it well, so long? Yeah. Well, here here's one. Uh, we'll do we'll do one lightning round five minutes or less uh, of uh, what's uh, what's everyone's uh, Thanksgiving plans? If you have any, I don't I don't know if you do. Oh, Tori, do you have any um, special plans? I'm going to a restaurant with my parents. What? We decided okay. we decided not to. Um, Smart. Well, yeah, we were like, yeah. let's not because it, so the whole thing is they are staying with us for Christmas. My my family obviously we did not do anything together all last year, um, but now that we're all you know vaccinated and boosted and and we're you know we're giving it a shot, um, and because Christmas there will be you know cooking and stuff like that, we kind of decided not to do two holidays back to back where we had to deal with that. So, my parents were like, "Let us treat you to a restaurant Thanksgiving." All right, we'll see how that is. You so found a nice. restaurant that's open on Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. A lot of places I feel like are yeah. open on Thanksgiving. Yeah. More than you'd think. Hmm. They do like a Thanksgiving spread. It's mm-hmm. like you can, yeah. Although right. for some reason it's like they have they have like a couple of options and it's like you can get turkey, prime rib, or like mushroom Wellington. And I feel bad because I have a feeling like my entire family is going to want like the prime rib, which to me is not Thanksgiving anyway. And I just want the mushroom Wellington. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to have nobody getting the turkey. Yeah, we we will probably have a turkeyless Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I hope the pies are good because that's usually all I care about. Mm. My sister-in-law got married on Thanksgiving uh, a few years ago in Vermont, and it was oh. perfect because it was a super tiny wedding, so it was just like immediate family, and like you know there was like ten of us, which was, and then they had a Thanksgiving dinner at the hotel for the like people. So there's no cleanup afterwards, no cooking. It's perfect. It's perfect. Right. It was yeah. amazing. You just like ate everything and then went up to your hotel room and passed out. Yeah. See, I, but then how do they do, because now Thanksgiving is their anniversary. Do, so do they always get to prioritize their anniversary over Thanksgiving and avoid? I don't know. We're actually, that's what we're doing on Thanksgiving. We're going uh, uh, to their house. To and their... I think. It's the first time I've been inside, I'll have been inside anyone's house in a year and a half or since March, whatever. How strange. To, to crash your in-law's wedding anniversary. 
Yes, I suppose that I am. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, Thanksgiving switches every year, so maybe this is not the year where it's the exact day. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So you don't actually remember what day it was. Oh, no, no. no. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> I always get weirded out when other people remember, like... That would be uh, weird. Anniversaries, but then I realized it's because most people, like, if they attended the wedding, then they took, if they took pictures or anything, and it shows up on Facebook, like, oh, here's your memory from so many years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So Facebook has, like, even in that small respect, made people creepier. I'm like, I don't need you to, yeah, I don't need you to (laughs) wish me a happy anniversary. Like, (laughs) the only reason I remember my anniversary is because I make it maybe use it as the base of certain passwords. <laughs> so, I, so I remember it. That's smart. Uh, <laughs> I like that. And that's harder to, to discover on the internet than like a birthday or something. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to follow my friends on Facebook and see when they posted a photo from my wedding, I guess. Right. Um, and it's not an important pass. It's like how to unlock my phone, which now you can do with my face. So you just have to steal my face. <laughs> Oh, I just got uh, a phone with Face ID for the first time, and I uh, I understand now. I understand why people were like, oh, this is cool. Um, it's cool until it doesn't recognize mask. you, and then you feel terrible about yourself. Oh, uh, wait, it didn't recognize you? There are times when it's like you're... Like when you're wearing a mask, obviously, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like right. You can't read half my face, but then there are times where you're just like laying in bed, and and maybe, you know gravity has given you some weird <laughs> jowl situation going on or you know whatever oh or, no oh yeah yeah there are times and it's like doesn't recognize and i'm like you right. motherfucker yeah I, yeah I so nothing not, i have not yet experienced that but i'm sure i will at some point just wait it'll make you it'll make you question a lot about yourself mm-hmm. well, one it's also annoying in the mask era because you half the time it doesn't work because you have a mask on but two and maybe someone can explain this to me because I don't understand it. Uh, my face, my phone doesn't recognize my face when I take off my contacts. Just your contacts? Just my contacts. But does it mean you're wearing your glasses? No. Hmm. Is it all oh, because you're when you're not wearing? Five minutes. Well, Are we, that's, we're that's done? Time. That's five minutes, so that's no more okay. talking about that. Real quick, it's because you're squinting. It's because you're squinting. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. So it's maybe changing your face, which is probably totally why also it doesn't recognize me when I'm in bed, because I'm not, you know, I'm squinting. Hmm. It's weird. It's weird. Still the same face, yeah. though. You would think. Hmm. So, we did it, guys. We did it. All Good right. job. Oh, speaking banter. of speaking of weird, <laughs> Hit Monkey. <laughs> uh, Hit Monkey premiered on Hulu. Uh, it is a Marvel show based on the comic about a monkey that becomes a hitman. Uh, yes. I watched one episode. Tori watched several, many more. Many more. <laughs> Dustin, I have not finished it. Dustin loves cartoons and has clearly watched the whole thing. Whole thing. Um, five Stick minutes fan. on the clock. <laughs> so I feel bad because I only watched the first one, which is very much just kind of setting up the premise. Uh, and the uh, this season on uh, teaser made it seem like, oh, it's going to get way crazier. Yeah. Because um, the, the first episode, weirdly, is not that crazy. 
It's, no, the it, first episode is all set up, and it's very yeah. normal. Yeah, and normal. And I about did a enjoy it. Who's a hitman? No, yeah. he's not. A, it's about how he becomes a hitman, Dustin. Right. right. He's oh, not, he's, he's just a regular he's monkey. Just a, he's just a monkey. Mm-hmm. He's not even the main character of the first episode. Oh. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis is. Yep. He's the hitman. I see. The rest of the season, he's a ghost who's telling the monkey how to kill people. Yep. Oh. Okay. It makes it makes total, total sense. sense. Look, Dustin, it's a it's a classic tale of revenge. Uh, you know, a- avenging uh, uh, the death of one's family, except that it happens to be a monkey instead of uh, you know a person. Okay, is the right. monkey avenging his family, or is Jason Sudeikis' uh, ghost character using the monkey to avenge his death? Both. Kind of both, yeah. Oh, okay. So the monkeys, monkey tribe, has been killed by the people mm-hmm. who also killed Jason Sudeikis. Right. So mm. they both want revenge, but the whole right. thing is that the, the reason Jason Sudeikis died was that um, he was a hitman who was hired to do a job, and he did the job, and then... His employer, who I think is like running, you know, it's, it's some corrupt politician, like mm-hmm. used the military to backstab him. So rather than paying him for the assassination, they tried to kill him. So, so this is getting to get revenge on them. Hit monkey has to basically topple this this corrupt. Right. Uh, government conspiracy, um, but but Hitmonkey is just doing it because his his monkey tribe has been killed. Right, and I'm I'm curious to see since I only watched the first episode, I'm curious to see how their dynamic, the dynamic between Hitmonkey and uh, Ghost Jason Sudeikis plays out because Hitmonkey was the only one warning his his tribe, basically saying like, this guy is going to like lead us to ruin. Right, and they were like, no, we have to protect. Like he came here in need because he was wounded when he like, when they like found him. So we need to protect him. That's like our values. And Hitmonkey was like, "This is bullshit." And yeah. Actually, got himself excommunicated briefly, and then before he came back, and you know, so, saw saw everyone getting killed. So their dynamic is actually very charming. Um, mm-hmm. Hitmonkey, by the way, does not speak. Yep. So, but for whatever reason, Ghost Jason De- Sudeikis can completely understand what he's grunting. Huh. Uh, so they have these conversations that's just grunts, and then Jason Sudeikis, who's basically doing, um, like R-rated Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like he he's very still in the like upbeat coaching oh, nice Ted guy Lasso Sudeikis vein. And not asshole Sudeikis. Right. Well, it's nice guy Sudeikis who also talks about. Um, like drinking and drugs and gambling and having fun. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting combination. Um, yeah, like it's it's nice guy Sudeikis who just happens to be a degenerate. Yeah, hitman. But he's he, but he's very upbeat, even when he's dead. Hmm. Well, so, good for him. It's actually it's it's and there's a lot of action and blood. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. Oh yeah, the uh, 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 James's review was like uh it, i think no was this yeah it was this yeah it reminded, he liked it no it reminded him of invincible and the level of violence yes yeah, yeah oh yeah and i did love invincible and i and part of it was how violent it is yeah i really enjoyed that i so i honestly think you would actually like this <laughs> and i'm not just saying that to trick you into watching a cartoon i mean because of the few cartoons you seem to have actually taken to this is while 
more ridiculous it is in that vein. It's enjoyable. All right. I might. I Give might. it a shot. I might. But don't Let's judge see. it just based on the first episode because you got to get. Because, like I said, Jason Sudeikis is still alive in the first episode. Yeah, the first episode that. is definitely like the. I mean, it, it definitely feels like it's the most straight ahead. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a shot. We've done it. With 12 seconds to spare, <laughs> Dustin was convinced to watch Hit Monkey. <laughs> and so um, should you. At least check it out. Unless you hate, I don't know, monkeys. I will say, of all of it the is very random, it is very violent. And of all the random things that Hulu has gotten from Marvel, like this is, I wasn't expecting it, but this is much better than Modoc, sadly. Oh. I wanted Modoc to be good. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch Modoc beyond the episode that you had us watch for podcast yeah. purposes. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, here's a question. Sorry, I know we've. Hit, I, I stopped the timer, so unfortunately we're not going to hear the, that lovely song. Uh, but um, is is it so? The, the the first episode is not comedic, like at all. Like it's a pretty straight ahead, like yeah. hitman revenge story, basically. But does it become comedic, or does it just get weird? I'm just curious. A little bit of both. I mean, it's not. It's only comedic in Jason Sudeikis commenting on the proceedings. Okay. So it's a lot of like his commentary while like Hitmonkey is kind of a John Wick like yeah John yeah. Wick doesn't really say a whole lot he just goes right. around like walking into places and killing like it's that and except you know Jason Sudeikis is floating through all of the scenes like commenting on it uh, okay so um, yeah. I wouldn't say like it's not like the plot suddenly gets like full of hijinks right that makes sense yeah yeah a monkey John Wick that's a that's a great way to describe it Dustin aren't you on board after that I was on board already well I know but I'm just making sure I was but at this point we're only at risk of turning them off <laughs> for some reason I picture Jason Sudeikis' ghost as being a hormone monster uh, from uh, Big Mouth and I really want to see that, that would be good <laughs> and, and honestly it's not I mean he doesn't look like that but the vibe is not Unlike Maurice. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I could so. see that. <laughs> Just like a Ted Lassoy Maurice. <laughs> all, right. all right, we did it. Hit monkey. We did it. Um, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? We're close. Enough. Mostly, we're still under um, ten, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to. I don't know. I guess Wheel of Time. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't watch, watch it either. Oh, great. oh, cool! We don't have to talk about Wheel of Time. Why Thank is God. it on the list? I thought I thought one of you one watched of us it. would have talked. No, no, I think I offered thing. to watch it and then I changed my mind. All right, so Wheel of Time, the Amazon show, will not be discussed tonight because no one watched it. Uh, uh, no, we might be sometime. We could talk really? about it. Yeah. Are we? Are you ever going to watch it? I hear Daniel Henney is in it. Yeah, I was going to watch it, you know, there's a lot of shows right now. There are, and I heard this one is, like, mediocre, so I'm like... Some people are really into it. Are they? Didn't, I thought... Oh, I think, um... uh, I think James James was, yeah, yeah, he he actually was pleasantly surprised. Because he's like, yeah, he's a huge book reader, so I think, I don't know. Alright. He's that kind of person. Well, so so we reserve the so Wheel of Time is a show that is happening, <laughs> and at some point 
one or two or three of us may watch it and talk about it. Oh, I'm not watching it. Oh. <laughs> one or two of us may one watch it. Right. <laughs> when we get through everything else. Yeah. The worst okay. thing, In the meantime, like yeah, we're Lord making of the Rings is the worst experience I've ever had. So. Oh my God, Dustin. <laughs> It's on time. Wait, what was the worst experience? Worst movie going, uh, Lord of the Rings. Just like all of them, or just one of them? Did you only well, go that to was one the and then you were like, "Crazy Never. thing!" It's like I kept going and, and like leaving three quarters of the way through because I couldn't handle it anymore. But I just, I went to the next one anyway, and then the next one, and, and then so I you fucking did it to your, you did it to I did. I yeah, did. your fault. I hated it, and then I went and watched the fucking Hobbit like. Oh first, my god! Oh my god! And the, <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I, I it really sounds like you actually do enjoy them, I and don't. you just hate you just hate yourself for enjoying. No, them. I think he no, no. loves hate. Yeah. Do you just like get off on like being angry at things? Mm. That's how I am with Bikram Yoga, would, so I can appreciate it. Lord of the Rings <laughs> don't make me angry. They just they make me miserable. Like you really, sound a little angry really right miserable. Yeah. I'm yeah, miser- it's miserableism. Mm-hmm. You're into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. It's like, you know, how you're like, no, I really want to rake all the leaves in the yard. You it- know, it's me It's me time. <laughs> right. But no, this felt more like standing in line at the post office. <laughs> well, uh... Dustin, I- I'm starting to question whether or not you were actually nice to the uh, postal workers. I was definitely nice. <laughs> yeah. I hope a lot were. of... A I lot of totally attitude. understand and appreciate <laughs> Very <situation>. resentful. <laughs> Very resentful. Uh, well, the good news, Dustin, is that Wheel of Time, I believe, has shorter episodes oh. than the runtime of any given Lord of the Hobbit. Well, I would. I, I should hope so. Jesus Christ, right? these movies were I like them, but there definitely always came a point, especially with the last one when there were like 12 different endings. And I'm like, I've had to pee since like an hour ago. Yeah. And I need this movie to end. <laughs> so, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. That, that feeling. feeling. That was, um, that sucked. Because you knew everyone in the theater was feeling the same way and they were all going to rush for the bathroom. Right. So you're always kind of like, do I need that last ending or can I like pop out? <laughs> do I like? Do I need to know where Frodo goes? I don't know. Time is weird when you're in movie restroom bathroom, uh, movie theater bathrooms. Because they never like, want to do the thing where you go and come back. What? No, no, I do that Wait, all what? the time. In the middle of a movie? Oh yeah, I, I get up three or four times. I'm a small bladder. <laughs> I drink a lot. I actually found that I'm I'm fine if I like it's it's a it's a choice like I can either have like a popcorn and soda but then I know I'm gonna have to get up or I can just not have anything and I and and then oh. I can make it the whole movie but then, but then I'm not having anything and that's a bummer in no. its own way I, I suffer no I pick up <laughs> I sit I there specifically pick an aisle seat in the back of the theater so I can get out without bothering anybody. Oh, no, that's my other problem is that I like sitting toward the front and then oh, I get paranoid yeah. about people noticing me leave. Wait, so toward I, the I just, front? I like sitting. I like I like uh, having to because like you're in a movie theater, right? Uh-huh. So it's like a big screen and I want to be like, I want to have to lean back and really crane to look at it. I don't know why. Because uh-huh. it's like if I want to just sit comfortably and look at something, I could just be at home. Right. 
maybe I'm into miserable. I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm that's like it. the that's like the like I remember having that sensation when I was a kid, like being like, oh yeah, I want to be way too close and like have to lean back and you know not really get the entire picture because I'm in like the third row. Um, yeah, I mean, I try not to be. Uh, I'll go third row. I like usually fifth row, maybe. Oh, okay. But now I'm like, oh no, give me the back row. I want. <gasps> I, I want to be. I want to hear the projector, or well, not projector anymore, <laughs> but I guess hear the fan of the digital projector. Um, yeah. You guys are just. You're very mature. Mm-hmm. No, no. The thing I was saying though is, uh, when you go to the bathroom when you're at the movies. It feels like you're gone a long time, but when you come back, the movie is barely, it's not, it's often in the same scene. Really? Well, I mean, yeah, it's just time is weird. Because you're coming from, you know, movie time to reality and back. I can kind of see that, actually. I understand that. I guess it also depends on, like, the layout of the theater and how far you have to go to, to find a bathroom. Sure. Yeah. But that's interesting. I wouldn't know. I try not to do that. Because hmm. you just suffer. Yes. You, I mean, honestly, you'll never miss anything. It's, you know, maybe in a, yeah, the, like a movie that's talking. But, like, action scenes are longer than pee breaks. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, if you, you could probably leave, I mean, like, if it's like a Fast and the Furious movie, if you're just, it's all race, it's all car right. driving. Like, you there's might a miss a of, cool stunt, but, like, you know. There's a lot of emotion, Tori. <laughs> Right, but it's like the same emotion, isn't it? Well, it's about family. Right. <laughs> I've heard. But, um, like, the family persists. In fact, the people that you thought were gone come back. So it's true. almost like the family just keeps growing. Right. And you find out about brothers who were not talked about in the first eight movies. I mean, we're not a movie podcast or a bathroom podcast. No. But I... Uh, I guess that's something you could have missed if you went to the bathroom during a Fast and the Furious movie. The the unknown brother. Yeah. Well, he's in he's in a lot of the movie. Anyway, did I about Fast Nine? Did I ever posit my movie theater uh, question uh, on the podcast before? I don't know. What I, is an etiquette it? thing. Okay. Yeah. You go to the movies by yourself. Uh huh. Okay. Um, um, you got to peek. The movie's about to start. <laughs> about to start. Like, it hasn't started and you already mm-hmm. have to be. Right. But wait. No, no, no. No. You go to the concession uh, stand and you stand in line and you, you got to pee the whole time. And then you end up getting, like, a soda and popcorn. Okay. But you got to pee. And you're I, by I, yourself. <laughs> do you carry the soda and popcorn into the bathroom or do you put it in your seat? Right. Why did you not go to the bathroom <laughs> before you went to the concession stand? I didn't, the line was long. I didn't have to pee before, but I like, I need to pee before I, you know. So you went from zero to pee in the course of a line? <laughs> it's possible. I'm just, or, or wait. It, yeah. No, no, the bathroom is inside. You can't go to the bathroom without going to the theater. And and you have to go to the concession You don't want to double back to the concession. Right. After. Okay. Um, what do you do? So, I... I mean, I'm gross. I would probably take it to the bat. Wow. How full is the theater? Like, is this one of those where it's like you, you really need to, like, stake out your seat? No, or is it going to matter? No, no. It's a smattering of people. Oh, okay. 
So if it's a smattering of people, I actually would probably feel better, like, setting it down and hoping, like, mm-hmm. just nobody... Because I'm more creeped out about the idea of, like, people being around my... Un- but I'm also a woman. Like, you don't leave drinks right. unattended. Right. Right. But that's a I bar think... thing. But, like, I, like, I don't think I'm, you're going to get roofied at a movie theater, but, like, it's still... You're just kind of taught. You don't do that. I feel like Although... popcorn, you put it under your seat. Yes. And then soda, you can either put it under your seat or that, take it into you the bathroom carry. and put it put it by the, by the yeah, just carry that with you. That's I mean, if I mean. you're still in line when you realize you have to pee, the solution is that you get boxed candy and bottled soft drink mm. so that you put mm. it in your purse. That's fair, except that I Dustin, can't think take of a time. purse. Take a that's, purse. That's a key. I mean, and if you've got a purse, you already have a bottle of whiskey and maybe some takeout. <laughs> so, oh, I remember sneaking food into movie theaters. That's <laughs> Those were the um, days. So, Dustin, what do you do? Uh, do you eat popcorn on the toilet? I don't go to the. I'm a dude. It's a urinal. That's the thing. You don't want to hold a bag of popcorn where you're standing at a urinal. That's true. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking like when you go into a bathroom stall, there's usually like something you can. There's a toilet paper roll container right. that you can set things on. It's right. gross, but like you could. Right. And you could put it on the sink, I guess, but that's weird because other people are going to be washing their hands next to your popcorn. Right, and there's spray. Also, right. you know, toilet spray. Yeah. There is no good solution to this, no. I guess, other than put it in the theater. Well, and I, yeah, and hope that nobody messes with your shit or takes it or... I don't know why I'm afraid that someone's going to come and steal my <gasps> well, okay. popcorn. So here's what you do. You take the <laughs> risk of asking somebody sitting near your seat uh-huh. if they seem less... Like, find an old couple or just mm-hmm. somebody who seems nice... And you just say, hey, would you mind just keeping an eye on this? I'll be right back. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's possible, too. Unless the trailers have already started because you're late to the movie. There's a whole lot that goes wrong with your movie-going experience. I just don't understand there? this scenario. Like, this scenario just sounds like one that I'm like, I would never be in this scenario. Really? Because I'm in this I, scenario a lot when I went I would, to the movie theaters. I would never be in this scenario because, again, I would just refuse to go to the bathroom. Right. I would just suffer the whole movie that time I instead of like halfway through. I um, yeah, I can't do that. But I I mean I will say I do preemptively I do make sure I go to the bathroom before the movie starts just to be even if I don't feel like I have to go just to be like nope just get it all out just be empty when you when you head in. Well, what do you do with was that? Your... Was that gross? That that suddenly felt like I might have gone a little. No, too far. I'm just I'm just laughing because this was supposed to be our lightning round and we've just gone on a whole bathroom. This is why this is why you have to listen to the whole podcast if you're if you're if you want banter because guys if yeah you see what happens if we shortchange the banter in the beginning we just yeah. talk about piss like, yeah for fifteen minutes in the middle. Um, anyway, World of Time. What, what is it? Wheel of Time? Um, Wheel of Time, we're not talking about today. But what we are talking about are two Korean shows that uh, Tori is bringing to our attention. Uh, Hellbound and Dr. Brain. I don't even know. Dr. Brain is Apple TV, right? Yes. And I don't Hellbound even know where Netflix. Hellbound is. Okay. Okay. So so the main thing to know, I mean, I'm not going to go into these super long. I hope at some point we can talk about them more because uh, Hellbound certainly is turning into like the next Squid Game, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of buzz. Um, and I think you guys would like them. Uh, 
but I kind of wanted to put them on people's radar right now in case, because we are talking about all the stuff that's happening, and these are both ongoing shows that kind of started pretty recently. So uh, Hellbound's a big one that just premiered. It is based on a webcomic that was created by, or a webtoon that was created by the director of Train to Busan. Okay. And then he turned it into a TV show that he is also directing. So it's six episodes, and it is about... Uh, it's sort of about a, a religious cult and fanaticism and stuff like that, but the, the central premise is that a prophet seems to come to people and tell them when they're going to die. They're like, you know, you're a sinner, you are going to die in five days at this time, and you're going to go to hell. And that amount of time will pass, and when their hour is up, these demon things come out and... and drag their soul to hell but it's it's all about like how society functions as this is going on and like people uh how the media gets involved how religious cults kind of spring up and are using this to their advantage and and how cops are investigating because it's still kind of that in between of like people don't believe it's happening but like it's being videotaped <laughs> you can see it it's happening right um so it's it's really interesting so far i think i'm three episodes in um and like I said, it's a six-episode season, so I'm still plugging through it. And then Dr. Brain is similarly, I guess, based on a webcomic, but then, uh, but this one is directed by the the guy who directed, like, Tale of Two Sisters and The Good, The Bad, The Weird, and I Saw the oh. Devil. Um, just wonderful director. So I think this is might be his first TV show. I'm not sure, but it's basically uh, a doctor who is trying to hack brains um, to, to sync brainwaves so that if you have a, a patient who is comatose or impaired in some way, you would be able to communicate with them, maybe find out what happened to them. Um, so he's still in the early stages of his uh, research, and he s kind of stumbles into a mystery involving uh, his wife's his comatose wife's lover, blah, um, and he starts just using himself as the guinea pig to to hack into these brains. And the unintended side effect is that he he doesn't just kind of absorb their memories; he starts absorbing their mannerisms. Mm, huh. So he's getting kind of dragged into this whole murder mystery um, while he himself is kind of uh, changing and and trying to. And the thing with it is that the memories it's not like you now have a you know, a role, an index of memories that you can sift through. They all just kind of like are put in your brain and until they're triggered, you can't access them. So he still ends up having to go through the motions of like investigating something, hoping that it'll trigger a memory that then he can like use if he can figure out where the memory came from. Cause at this point he's hooked his brain to like, <laughs> at one point he like sinks with a cat and he's got oh. like cat reflexes and cat memories and like, <laughs> Um, so it's it's definitely a, a weird, entertaining show. Yeah. Um, so those are two shows that I recommend when you get a chance between all of everything else. That Dr. Brain premise sounds a little like Guy Zombie. It is not entirely dissimilar. Mm, okay. I would say. I think it's a, it's a different, very different vibe. Right. Um, but yeah. If you had to choose one 
is there one that you would recommend over the other or they're both they're just they they also sound very different so they're very different it's hard because like right now like i said i think hellbound is is in terms of buzz turning into the next squid game right um so like if you're trying to stay on top of like what everyone's talking about i would jump on hellbound first Mm -hmm. i don't think people have necessarily figured out that dr brain is there because it's the it's the apple tv thing like i don't Things don't really surface in Apple TV the way they do in Netflix yet. Right, right. Um, but I really, yeah, I mean, I just, Dr. Brain is so weird. Um, I just, I really am enjoying it. So, again, I haven't gotten to the end of either show, so maybe they both kind of crap out. <laughs> but so far, I'm like, great premises, very entertaining. I'm into it. Right. Cool. Yeah. <gasps> I did it! Five minutes exactly. Yes. Good job. Woohoo. Um, all right. Now we're going to just keep rolling right along. No <laughs> no follow-up questions to nope. Dustin. Dustin has three shows that he claims we're going to make fun of him for or something. I don't know. So let's see. But he's going to cover uh, them in five minutes. He's going to cover them in five minutes. Yes. He said two minutes, actually, but uh, we'll see. Well, we, he gets five minutes, but... Okay. Uh, so, Sex Lives of College Girls, which I believe is a uh, Mindy Kaling produced show yes. on HBO Max. Yes. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown, which is, I don't know, one of Dustin's dad shows. Um, <laughs> and Ragdoll, which I know I've heard the title, but can't place it. Fair enough. Well, uh, Sex Lives of College Girls is the Mindy Kaling show. It's... Uh, the, uh, it, it's about four female roommates in college uh, uh, and their sex lives, but it's not like weird, porny stuff. It's like, um, you've seen blockers. It's like those uh, girls in college sort of awkwardly dealing with dating and etc. It's good and funny. Okay. Mary, Mary Kingstown is the new show from Taylor Sheridan, who did Yellowstone and Hell or High Water. Um, Jeremy Renner. Uh, is in it. Kyle Chandler dies in the first episode. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, he's like a fixer at a prison, and it's kind of gross because, like, this last episode, like a a kid, a, a guy accidentally blew up his kid and killed him. It wasn't his kid; it was like his girlfriend's kid, uh, making a meth lab. And because he like controls the prisons. Uh, he worked with the police and the gangs in the prison to get this guy sent in and killed. And like in the first five minutes, he's there. So it feels very Kyle Ritter or Rittenhouse right now. So I don't care for this show that much, but I also don't hate it. And Ritter's pretty good. Ragdoll is on AMC Plus. It's a serial killer show. Uh, a British-American co-production. The Brit, it's from the Killing Eve people. Uh, The Brit, I don't... Harry Lloyd Hughes, is that right? I think that is right, but it always screws me up because I keep thinking it's Harry Lloyd. He's he's got three (laughs) names. He's British. He was also on Killing Eve for a little bit. And then Lucy Hale is the American. Uh, They're investigating uh, a serial killer who... Uh, made a ragdoll corpse of like six other the pieces of six other corpse corpses so it was like a Frankenstein corpse. Oh, 
Um, but the um, serial killer also has uh, a list of people he's going to kill, and the last person on the list is the person that's investigating the murder. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, it's um, kind of formulaic, uh, but if you like serial killer shows, it's the it's it's good stuff. And that's those three. And you say that one was AMC Plus? Yes. Okay. Interesting. And of those shows, is there one that you're like... Sex Life for College Girls, I, I would definitely recommend. Uh, oh, okay. It takes place in Vermont. Oh, oh, was it... Is it Middlebury? Mm, I think or it's... it's a fictional college? It's a fictional college that it... I haven't watched... It certainly sounds like it's kind of Middlebury. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like Essex or something. Yes, that's right. Essex. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Mayor Kingstown only if you're like really into Yellowstone, I guess. Okay. And Ragdoll if you like serial killer mysteries. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why did you think we would make fun of you? Because I figured I would say something... Giving uh, during my spiel that would uh, give you something to make fun of. I was wrong, maybe. I'm offended. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> we don't. We don't. It's not like we're just listening to you just to find something to make fun of. No, not at all. Yeah. We take your television taste very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I don't a serious know. TV podcast. We we listen to you, and we respect you. The manifest. It's the only guy. way we can. It's the only way we can weed through all your lies. <laughs> so I used to be the Batman guy and the Breaking Bad guy and the Walking Dead guy, and now I'm the Manifest guy. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a step down, huh? Yeah. It's... Well, you're also the La Brea guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. And that's that's quality. That's important work you're doing. That's very important work. Long fall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Walking Dead... Okay, yeah. Recent, I mean, you know. Fair. That kind of makes me wonder if we should just talk about La Brea now. We can jump right into La Brea if you'd like. All right. I'm on a roll here. Well, hang on, hang on, oh, wait. hang on. All right. Um, so this is a spe- this is obviously a segment, so no time limit. Uh, but it's uh, it's time once again for uh, into the sinkhole, plonk with Dustin. Uh, Dustin's weekly recap of La Brea, the uh, first show of the 2021 network season to be renewed for a second season, which is true. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That so, hole's just going to get deeper. Yeah. Uh, so, Dustin, um, what what happened on La Brea? I guess this is last week's La Brea. But anyway, what happened on La Brea? So this is good stuff. Um. <laughs> is it the stuff that I accurately predicted? You did, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. That JS right. thought that I like, predicted I that I didn't, I didn't realize I had did predicted. not see this coming at all. <laughs> but like, uh, so uh, the handprint community, there's like a, a, a the old guy, and then he has a grandson, and um, uh, the grandson is helping out the La Brea uh, sinkhole people a little bit, and um, but then uh, what, what happens? Oh, uh, the grandfather abducts. No, Rebecca Aldridge. No, the woman in the parachute. She finally came through, and she abducted uh, the little kid. And uh, the grandfather comes after him and ends up 
killing Rebecca Aldridge to get the kid back. And uh, then they were like, this kid is super, super important. And we don't know why. But then we find out at the end of the episode that the kid is Gavin. That is the husband. Yes, the estranged husband who is in the present day. He was adopted when he was 12, but he doesn't remember anything about his life before he was 12. And all these visions he's been having, he finally realizes aren't visions, they're memories. Because uh. the little boy hit version of him has been watching all of these people all of this time. And uh, he, he remembers what he's seen. Wait. So he met his wife when he was a child. Yes. And in fact, next week, the whole, uh, there's only two episodes left this season, but next week the whole idea is uh, a time hole opens up into 1988, and they somehow have to get this kid into 1988 so that he, he will grow up and meet Natalie Z and marry her, and they'll have kids, and then they'll end up in the same call, whatever. Okay. Wait. So, but he, he was having visions. Wasn't he having visions of, like, his wife dying or something? Or, like, a funeral or something? Yeah, he did have visions of a funeral, but there was a funeral. But it didn't happen. No, it did. It did? Yeah. Oh, okay. They they planted this really well. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if you go back, you think, oh, they sort of, like, made this up on the fly. But if you go back and... And, and, and remember all of these other episodes about these uh, visions, they are consistent with being memories. So it does track that, like, oh, these are actually all, these could like all actually that be memories. the kids witnessed. Because the kid uh, says before we find this out that he had been spying on them for, you know, weeks. So he's been watching them all. Okay. So this kid, so just to, this kid is the grandson of the the leader of the he's not actually the grandson Uh, okay he was just that guy said he was his grandfather because the kid doesn't even know he's gavin obviously so we still don't know was the kid born in the past and and gets goes through the sinkhole to the future that's or was he from the future fell into the past and has to get shoved back through a hole back into the future right i think it's the former Okay. That would be so. He was like born in the past with that tribe. Right. Okay. But that tribe obviously came from the future, some at some point. Um, Right. Like they're not. Well, there's so many of them uh, of the sky people that have come through at different times that this they all just learned from them. So, some there's probably a mix. Okay. Does he know? So when. Have, wait, has he met himself? No, because, because he's, he's in the because he he didn't cross through. Right, right. and he can't. Okay, and he also can't see himself. Oh, because it's all from his point of view, right. so he never sees himself. Right. That, so he just needs to have a memory where he's looking in a mirror. Well, no, he or figured it out at the end oh. of the episode because he went to this woman's house and found that there was a sinkhole in her backyard. And when he saw that sinkhole, he was like, oh, my God, I've been... Uh, and then he had the vision of... Um, or a memory, and he goes, oh, my God, I think I'm in the sinkhole right now. I don't know how, but I'm there. 
it's not very well written, but it is so very it feels, well seated. It, <laughs> it feels like then that means that this is all going to happen, right? Like it has to happen for him to have to not create the paradox where he doesn't go through the sinkhole, which... Right. Well, yeah. Rebecca Aldridge says if they don't get this kid into 1988, then their kids will die. Right. But he, it but sounds like really that, that kid it never... Just wouldn't exist. Right. But that kid never would have made it to 1988 if Natalie Z hadn't fallen through that sinkhole in the first place. Like, right. I suppose it's all dependent. Right. So I guess it's all a spoiler. It's going to work out for them. Unless it doesn't. True. And then their Polaroid picture. They disappear. <laughs> they do, yeah. I wonder, yeah. But none of this is probably going to help their marriage because now she's like. I don't yeah, that's see weird. her husband yeah. as a kid. That's right? weird. Yeah, that's got to be weird. And yeah. does she, she doesn't know. Or does no, she, she know? does not know. Yeah, because she does know. Yeah, Rebecca Eldridge okay. told her. I have to throw my husband kid through, <laughs> through a hole <laughs> so that in the past I can marry him and make babies. Right. <laughs> this six year old. <laughs> um, I know they always do like the what was it time traveler's wife they they like try to make time travel seem like really romantic but like I feel like it would be the end of romance or maybe it's just holes maybe I don't know maybe, maybe I just don't <laughs> buy the, the physics of this this time travel sinkhole mm, maybe I really like the time traveler's wife not the movie the book the movie's terrible <laughs> Wait, which movie? Time uh, Traveler's Wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have never seen it. Mm, don't bother. Or <laughs> read the book. Yeah. Now, two things that we don't have a podcast about, so what's the point? Mm. It's not the one with the hot tub. That's right. Oh, that one I have seen. <laughs> have you read the book, though? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> it's just a manual on how to operate the hot tub. <laughs> Uh, all right, so there are two episodes left, Dustin, you said? That's right. All right, so two episodes left, and then a whole other season of sinkhole time travel magic. That's right. So that's fun. Oh, and as an aside, because this is the segment where we ask, um, how are the aliens doing on the other show? Oh, yes. Uh, what happened? Uh they're still was, aliens. That's they're still good. like actual aliens. Yeah, they're actual aliens. I saw them once. They're like um, they're like spiders. <laughs> like uh, an a like a spider as designed by the guy who did Alien. Oh. Okay. Spider? Yeah. They're like legitimately creepy. I still don't know how they build spaceships. But they don't seem like some sort of like conspiracy, like you know. No, no, no. Like they're it's real. Like a, a a deep fake. They're real, and they will kill you dead. All right. Okay. And foundation ended. Oh, ended. that's true. Season. Yes. Which uh, did you see it, Tori? Yes, I did. No uh, spiders. No. Sadly, I did watch it too, and I literally can't remember a thing. 
Oh, I remember. No, it's it was actually a pretty good ending, but we were talking about it. I didn't know if the show had been renewed or not because... It has the, been, right? It has yes. been. Yeah. So the finale clearly seemed like it should be setting up another season, but also seemed like the sort of wishy-washy finale where it's like, well, it could just end here. Like, who knows? Mm. Um, because there's like a whole time jump. Well, I mean, the whole show is a bunch of time jumps because they're right. all like being put in stasis and traveling through space. Right. So you never really know oh. when one stasis pod is going to interact with another stasis pod and, you know... Um, so the finale, you find out that um, the warden on the on Terminus is the daughter of Gale and Raish. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that, that felt like that was she, coming. Yeah. I mean, you kind of knew, but it was like her whole thing. She thought like, you know, um, Harry Seldon had been sending her, you know, messages or whatever in her brain. And then he's like, no, I wasn't. I'm just like, I'm just the thing in the... In the big spooky, you know, pointy thing that's been hanging out <laughs> on this planet, whatever. So, yeah, by the way, that was like his tomb that turned into a thing. And then he like, he's just a computer program that comes out and talks to them. Uh, okay. um, and you find out that it's not his whole idea of like the settlement on Terminus uh, is not, they're not preserving um, human knowledge for after the end of the civilization. They're actually like... They're doing that, but they're also supposed to be like forming a coalition with the other two um, warring races in the outer reaches of the Empire. And then over time, they're supposed to grow and topple the Empire themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, oh. He, he actually is fomenting a coup and like nobody really knew that. But right. then Empire, uh, you find out that somebody had done a bunch of uh, gene editing and they don't quite know how far back it went because they know that the youngest um dawn is definitely no longer a an accurate clone of whatever cleon hmm. uh but then you find out that like the they had probably whoever had like sabotaged it had probably been editing other clones so day who's leap pace and possibly dusk also are no longer um accurate clones so even though dawn gets killed you still have and they can like wake up another clone but it's like they don't if all the clones are no longer actually genetic matches for cleon right like that's a whole problem because right. now like the whole genetic dynasty is a is a fraud right so you've got harry selden know it like a, doing this whole long game to topple them whatever so all that's happening uh lee pace <laughs> still had his slight sunburn and it was great so i'm super into there being another season if because he's great. Right. Uh, and the rest of it was fine. It was, it was nice. It, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it kind of ended in a weird way because now you have um, the, the mother and daughter like meet on this, oh, yeah. on the water yeah. planet and where there's no food and no anything and the ship is underwater. And I'm like, what are you guys going to do now? And you know that she, when she stole the plane, when she stole the ship, left her lover it was his lover ship and and she's like i just got to go off into space and you find oh, yeah. out that there's been like a time jump of a hundred years and it's like oh man i'm pretty sure your oh. boy toy's dead back yeah. on terminus like that sucks i was kind of into them they were very they were they were hot they that's were a lot together. of a lot of changes since the last yeah time yeah yeah it's not that show anymore yeah so i don't know it's fine it's right. fine 
And that was Foundation, the show that is fine that they spent like I don't know, a lot of money on for sure. I mean, I'm I'm Lee Pace's chest plate and and the short sleeve armor is still phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I will say, uh, there was one really good scene in the, in the finale. That ultimately, it kind of doesn't matter because, like, the character is whatever is the woman who was part of the group that had been like, I guess, planning the the gene editing, um, and they catch her, and so she like seduced oh. the young uh, emperor and like and tried to like whatever kidnap him, and then the others came and saved him, but then whatever he dies. But the way when they, so Lee Pace has this whole scene where he like walks her into a garden. And you think, like, he's going to execute her or do whatever. It's basically the pronouncement of, like, what her punishment will be. Oh, okay. Because they want her to reveal, like, who she'd been working with, who organized all this. Um, but she won't. And so he's like, okay, well, you're the, you're the only person we can punish. So here's what we're going to do. Like, you tried to screw with, with my line, my descendants, my, you know. Um, he's like, so I have researched and found every person who is related to you from your parents to their you know aunts uncles cousins second cousins every everyone kind of in your family extended family circle and then anyone you interacted with in your life from teachers to co-workers to first loves and anyone in their immediate circles so like the sphere of influence anyone in the world who could possibly remember you we have found them and we have lasers pointed at their brain stems. And as soon as I give the signal, they're all dead. And it's like 1500 people. Oh, wow. And just while looking her dead in the eye, he just holds up his hand and like Twist. turns it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and they're gone. Like you funk now you, you no longer matter. Like no one will remember you. And now I'm going to, you know, put you in a dungeon and you're going to wear your little hood and you are going to, uh, we will feed you in, you know, with an IV and you will not be able to see, taste, smell, feel anything. Nobody's going to talk to you. You are just going to sit there and you will be aware of it until you die of natural causes. <laughs> and it's just so like the scene just goes on and on and on. It's just so brutal. So anyway, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was. I mean, and again, still very sexy. Because uh -huh. it, it was Lee Pace. That's fucked up. It's super <laughs> fucked up. Like, and it's great because there's no blood in it. Like, it's one of the more disturbing scenes I've seen in a while. Yeah. And like, it's just one dude talking. <laughs> so, the and rest that of was fine. That was into the sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a timer going, but technically we went about fifteen minutes for oh, the three no. shows. So, so it worked. Bad. No, so it worked okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. Uh, we should we should move on. Should um, we go into Riverdale? Oh, this yeah. Is let's do let's one. do Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, so it's finally after a long time off, we are back with Dustin's Riverdale recap. Uh, the uh, other weekly segment that we have where Dustin recaps Riverdale in 10 words or less and he claims he can do it this week after despite the fact that he protested all the time so let's, let's Roger, see I just wanna, can, I, can before I start with my 10 words I just want to add I quit <laughs> the show 
And right. I came back because this was the sixth season premiere and I heard some wild shit about it. So I wanted to see what was going on. So here is your uh, Riverdale recap. Uh, Archie is killed in a meaningless alternate dimension. <laughs> so none of it matters. Exactly. And what makes it meaningless? Because it's like a special six-episode event that all takes place in an alternate universe where they end up eventually encountering uh, Sabrina from the Netflix series. So I don't watch Riverdale, but when I read your recap, that bothered me. Because I remember watching Sabrina, and there is a, there is a whole thing where she ends up in Cheryl Blossom's uh, maple tree, mm-hmm. whatever, farm. Um so she's, but you're, but the, I think the whole thing with this crossover is it's not Riverdale, it's Rivervale is yes. the alternate reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now I'm like, so in Sabrina, was it Rivervale or was it Riverdale? Oh, it's true. See, I don't know. It's messed up. Yeah. And all of it comes back to the maple trees. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sacrif- They killed, uh, they sacrificed him, the entire town killed Archie uh, so that they made the sacrifice for the maple tree. So they they ran out of sap and they needed to like make a sacrifice to make them start producing sap again. I mean, so that's, does, that's legit. That's just, I mean, yeah. do what you got to do. And does that mean that um, he's not going to be in this whole run? I don't think so. Oh. Because uh, the showrunner said he won't be in the next episode. But he did not say in the episode after that. Okay, right. so he's he's at least not in episode two. Right. Well, but if it's going to be a crossover with Sabrina, he could go to hell. It could be Archie in hell. Well, then it would be even more meaningless. The show is so dumb. So you're going to stop watching or are you going to see where it goes now that you're... I probably will stop unless somebody said something wacky happened again. I'll check in every once in a while. But doesn't don't wacky things happen? Yeah, but unusually, like they killed Archie. That's what I heard. Oh my god, they Mm. killed Archie. Is that true? And then I watched and I was like, well, it doesn't count. Yeah. So I think my big question is: at the end of the sixth episode arc, how are they going to transition back to, you know, not alternate universe? Yeah, I I I don't know. The showrunner also said that that. It might, it, that it will be sort of canon-esque. That's not how alternate universes work. I know, I know. Unless it's fringe, in which case. Sure. I have to say, I, I don't think I understand anything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, sometimes you just need to kill a man to help make maple syrup that's right, right. It's, no that it's that just tree science <laughs> that part might make the most sense but yeah. um all right <laughs> i'm glad we can agree on that well that's justin Trevordale recap uh coming in well under five minutes which is nice so good job dustin congratulations eight words uh, thank you very much for the official recap uh possibly the first time dustin's ever actually come in under 10 not letting us down on the lightning yeah. round week <laughs> yeah we're doing great we've got two shows left and we are uh, we're doing we're doing fine um 
So, uh, no, no good transition <laughs> to this show, which I'm curious, I'm, I'm curious how many people actually watch it. Like, I'm very excited to see, uh, I was actually checking Netflix's top 10 site this week, but it turns out they don't release numbers until Tuesday. So um. we'll see. But I was curious to see how many people watched, uh, our next show, which is Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Um, so Dustin, did you watch it? I did yes. not. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so I watched four episodes out of ten. Tori, how many did you watch? Uh, about that, maybe? I definitely, okay. maybe more. I can't remember, but I, I watched mm-hmm. a good substantial. Okay. The last one I saw was with the, the tree people. Yes, I saw that one. Okay. Um, so. Oh, uh, no, I think I saw the one after. Did you see the one where it's uh, ex- it's like explanation of how Jet, it's Jet's backstory episode? No, that's the next one for me. Okay, so I saw that one. Okay, okay cool. Um, so we're both about halfway through-ish uh, of the season. Um, there was a lot of uh, internet chatter. Some people didn't like it. Some people were like, it's fine. Um, and, and uh, some reviews were glowing. Like I think Vanity Fair loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so, like there were some huge, huge outlets that were like, right. it's great. Right. And then some people who were like, this is not, they missed the point. Um, I don't, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, weird, uh, discourse around the show just because it feels like, it feels like it's very one or the other. Um, yeah. and, uh, we were talking about this actually before the podcast that um, one thing that struck me about the show, like I generally, generally I I enjoyed it. Um, One thing that struck me was that it felt very, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but like Japanese in its uh, translation from anime to live action in that they're trying to be very faithful about certain visual elements specifically that make it feel like things that, look okay in an anime look very silly when they're practical and if you are okay with that you can kind of like enjoy it but if you if you aren't then i could see people being like this looks dumb um and again this is not like a cowboy bebop thing it's almost like the show is following in the tradition of right because i mean japanese adaptations right. of, anime, of anime right like <laughs> there's like a i mean it's not anime but like there's a there's a movie version of phoenix Wright the video game where they're wearing absurd looking wigs to look like characters from Phoenix, Wright. right? And it's like, you can either buy into that and be like, no, this is what they look like. Or you'll just be like, this just looks like cosplay. Isn't there um, like live action, um, uh, bleach and like live action. Uh, didn't they just do, what is it? Demon train or what is it? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a long tradition of these where they, yeah. they look, they they always look a little goofy and you kind of have to accept that um yeah. because because they're doing like it's like the the joke that they made in the first X-Men movie uh about like you know the the uniforms are different because they would look silly if uh if they like they made like the yellow spandex joke right, right. because they're like it would look silly if real humans are wearing that um but uh if this were you know, if X-Men was a Japanese anime and they had adapted it, they would absolutely be wearing yellow spandex. Right. Um, also, X-Men 97 coming back sometime next year. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, 
We're running out of time. But, okay. So, uh, but the one thing I will say is that the, the the impact of that is, while I totally agree, because it then makes it goofier, I think that the adaptation leans more into that kind of goofy humor as if that is the vibe of the cartoon. Right. And what you lose is that the cartoon is not actually overtly comedic. Right. It's actually a very dramatic sort of soulful cartoon. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, like, um, in sticking so closely to the look and how that then adjusts the vibe, which then actually makes it harder to translate the vibe of the cartoon. Right. Um, they chose, you know, they chose to be more faithful in one aspect and had to sacrifice the other. Right. Which is, a uh, yeah, I don't, I don't envy that choice because it's, right. it also feels like kind of an impossible task of like people are going to be mad at it one way or another. No I mean, some, some people are going to be mad at it one way or the other. And I think um, the real question, and it's the question with any adaptation, like if you're doing this um, and you know, things are going to have to change. Like what, what are you, what are you bringing the, to the table by making it live action? Right. Like, what are you trying to highlight? What is the, what are you adding to this? Right. To justify doing this adaptation. And I think that's where, and again, I haven't gotten all the way through it. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I don't hate it. There are some jarring moments. Shit. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. No, no, no. But I, oh, I'm over my second drink. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you only have one show left. <laughs> Whatever. I'll pour it out. Right. Um, but that's where I kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still, because part of it for me is that uh, the cast... I'm enjoying seeing them in the parts as they grow closer, and especially as Faye, she once she's more involved in the proceedings, mm-hmm. I think it it clicks better. Right. So, but it takes about four or five episodes for that to really be the case. So it's like I'm getting more, I'm I'm able to buy into it more, give it more leeway the longer I watch it. Right. Um. So now I'm really actually curious, like how where it's going. Yeah, because yeah, she, I think she she kind of like officially. Like she she appears in episode two, but she doesn't really become like a part of the crew until episode four. Right. Um, um, but yeah, so I was like, I'm I'm willing to go with that. But it's I you know personally as a viewer, I can't answer the question of like what this show, what their angle is, like what they're adding. Right. What the reason for this adaptation is. Right. Um, I think the reason is uh, is Ein. You know, mm. just just. Ayn is great and can do Ayn no is wrong. So good. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and um, uh, Daniela Pineda and uh, Mustafa Shakir are both excellent as uh, Faye and Jet, respectively. Um, I I like John Cho and I'm enjoying him in the role. Although it's it's interesting to see that like he's he like he he comes across as like John Cho. Versus yeah, he is the not... other two are very much like feel more like their character or feel like they're playing a character. Yeah, they feel more like they are they they are translating the original character. And yeah, John Cho, like as much as I love him and he looks like Spike Siegel, it does not feel like this. And I think that's part of where the humor comes in. Right. Like, and I'm not even I'm not even I'm not like, mad at it. It's yeah, just, I'm not mad at his performance. It's just no. that it's like the it's like, oh, this is very much the John Cho version of Spike. Right. 
it's interesting too because all everyone was there was so much built up around the fact that he was playing the role and that mm-hmm. he looked so perfect and then mm-hmm. you watch the show and to realize he is of the three core cast members like he feels like the biggest departure from right. despite how on completely on the nose right visually he is so we'll see yeah, we'll see. Dustin, uh, I think you should watch it. Nope. It's I don't know if you've heard. It's live action. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's not a car, it's not a cartoon. So. Nope. Nope. Are you asleep? No. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're barely okay. We we we're barely over. All right. We got one just, more show. Just barely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our final show, which obviously we will only talk about for five minutes. There's nothing to say. It's still uh, good. Yeah, Succession. Uh, they decide to pick a president. So. What? No, no. no. As, you, as you do. I yeah. would will say that like something about even like really bad people and the, like the super villains or evil or whatever, and uh, you can still like them, but then you find out the Republican and it like. It really leaves a sour taste. <laughs> like, you know the Republican, but to have it confirmed, it hurts. Well, I, so, are you talking about the bathroom scene between Roman and Justin Kirk? No, like, yeah, well, all of them, really. It's not, except, I mean, even Shiv, really, is mostly Republican. Right, but you you knew that. I Yeah, but... Well, you didn't know Shiv because she always right. was a fixer. She's always, for the, right. She right. Was, but they're yeah. they're also like Republican in like the pragmatic, like, well, this is yeah. where the money is, kind of way. Sure, but it's still, I don't know. See it. Like Roman's able to go along with Justin Kirk's like. Yes. Jer- J- like a, a, a what's his name? Ben Shapiro-ish. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, kind of like. Yeah. fascism stuff because he's like oh yeah I don't care I don't care about politics I just want like the, the fun guy right no but here's it's not even just that like I mean A. Roman was was as appalling as it's like the you kind of see the thought process behind picking like it, as much as like Justin Kirk's character is the absolute worst possible candidate as a human being it's like right. Roman is right like he is on a you know in terms of like what is sellable marketable to the right. public like that he is stronger than the other ones. Right. But I love that bathroom scene where they're just talking to each other mm-hmm. because it's just, I just wanted them to kiss. <laughs> and it was really, really awkward because I'm like, I don't understand like why I buy the, like, the, there's some weird tension going but, on here. And I'm like, Justin Kirk is playing, yeah, like a Ben Shapiro fascist. Right. Um, and Roman is Roman. And I'm like, you are both, this is like peak awfulness. For both of you, and I just want you to like suck face right now. Right, it, so but it, it had also that makes vibe. you reflect on yourself. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. it was really you know. Um, God, it was hot. <laughs> it was all like it was all Kieran Culkin like looking in the mirror like, and smirking and like washing his arms, and I'm like, why? Why would you wash that far up your arm? Like, what are right. you doing? What's like, funny? Really, what are you going to do with your arm? There's a little bit of like. Um, like I could see in a scene like that being like, no, you're trying to seduce him, right? Like, like that's the equi- like you're you're trying to seduce him politically, right. but it ends up playing. And I mean, not, I don't say ends up as like 
inadvertently. Like, I mean, right. like, the actual subtext of it is, like, no, you're just trying to seduce him. But it's, like, the same thing, you know, where they, like, accidentally found out that, like, uh, that Roman and Jerry have, like, great chemistry, like, in right. the first season. It's, like, are they, is that just now the thing? It's, like, they're going to take a character that makes no sense and just throw Roman at them to, like, make it sexy? Because I'm not Maybe. a Maybe. Although, <laughs> although I'm fine I, with, with that. You don't... I feel like you don't cast Justin Kirk in that role unless, like, you want that kind of vibe because he... I feel like he gives that off a lot in his roles in the past. That's fair. That's fair. But I've never bought him as as sexy as this. No, but, like, he's he's definitely, like... But he's definitely, like, smarmy, flirty. Like, he has that vibe in a lot of his roles. It is funny um, to then be like he's the Ben Shapiro character because Ben Shapiro has none of that. Character. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, what if you actually made him right. a viable right. <laughs> trash goblin? Oh, my God. Um, also, uh, Tom sinking deeper into the depths of his depression and sadness <laughs> and uh, as the Christmas tree. Oh, God. Uh, which was a term I had not heard of, but um, makes, a, makes lot a lot of, of sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and Kendall being consistently every week getting more and more awful mm-hmm. and not getting offended at, at his legal counsel who is way too good for him. Right. Uh, Greg continuing to just bumble his way through. How <laughs> he, he unloaded his fucking charge, or like, uh, yeah, he hung his charge on uh, the Christmas tree. Right. Christmas tree. Right. Oh, and Tom wait. let him. What was the? Um, we're about to run out of time, and I'm, we'll, we'll, we will keep going because it's the last show. So who cares? But um, <laughs> what was the? Why was Greg being celebrated? I didn't. I don't know if I understood that. You. Oh yeah. I didn't quite. Well, I think it was just like you know, because you see him working the party, and he so clearly doesn't fit in. And then right. I think it was like the final cutback to be like, oh no, he's finally like been accepted mm-hmm. well he had, he had mentioned that that he was suing Greenpeace right right and I think that some rednecks or something appreciated that about him or not rednecks yeah. Republicans yeah. Uh, and then the legend of him just sort of grew it's the guy suing yeah. Greenpeace okay. but I think it was also just like Tom continuing to witness like yes. right it felt like it was yeah. more about Tom's story than yeah. Greg's story Right. Um, the things he's missing out on. Also, uh, so Connor, almost, but obviously not really being a viable option for, for the candidacy. Um, but I, I really wanted them to take it more seriously because I, I'm so curious how that's going to work out with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was what they were going to really build up to the question of this episode. Because he's so willing to, like, you know sell her. Feed her. <laughs> yeah, feed her to the wolf. You know, just like toss right. her out, you know, um, to these leches to try and like gain favor. Which he just needs his dad fav- dad's favor, which is the funniest part about it. Like even his father. As much as he's like, yeah, Connor could be. It's like, you're never going to get your, fa- your family's blessing. Right. On this. I know. <laughs> um, but it's like, if he actually had, he's got a girlfriend who was a prostitute? Was she? Oh, is that her backstory? I thought that was... It was like they met online, but it was like she was a... 
Oh, I don't even uh, remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a call girl. Hmm. Huh. Um, and and I'm just kind of like, at what point? Oh, so I was waiting for that episode because it's like she's getting more and more frustrated with him. Right. And I was waiting to see like, is she gonna just leave him because he's horrible? Right. Or is he gonna have to drop her because she isn't first lady material? Right. That does sound vaguely familiar now that you mention it, but yeah, um, um, I did. The, I, yeah. I did like that Connor was very earnest in his push uh, to just be like, no, it's me. I like Connor Roy. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's like, all right, let's, <laughs> to let's, get just, attention. let's just try it. Let's just talk about it for a minute. <laughs> um, also, the stuff with uh, Logan and his assistant. Oh, um, what is that about? Was, well, yeah. I guess they're just in a, they're just now they're having sex now yeah and the mother getting engaged and not telling any of them despite the fact that she had fought for them to have Christmases at her place Mm -hmm. that whole dynamic between them is fascinating (sighs) anyway it's still good yeah it's still a good show yeah and next week is Kendall's 40th birthday party, which I'm sure is not going to be obnoxious in the least. Yeah. And there was uh, the, if you watch the, the preview for next week's show, it just seems like everyone's drinking and clearly bad decisions will be made. So, Also, yes. Kendall has a mic and that has <sighs> never once gone well. Oh, it'll be good. <laughs> but like that's, that almost feels like they're, they're they have to, they have to, make a left turn somewhere because that means like you're expecting uh, Kendall rap and it has to be something else so I don't know right. what that is but and we're, we're in the back half of the season so it also could be the like is this just you know Kendall ends up making another giant mistake that needs to be covered up right uh, or you know some huge public scandal that you know he can't, he doesn't have daddy around to worm his way out of. Right. But there are only, wait, there are nine episodes this season. We've got six. And we've seen six, is that right? I think so. Yeah. So. Seven, eight, nine, yeah. Yeah, only three left. All right. Uh, also, Tom and Shiv. That oh. was all really super awkward. Yeah. Uh, but then it leading to Tom having the meeting with Kendall. Mm-hmm. And when he straight up calls Kendall out about the fact that, you know, like, sorry, like, but everything I've ever seen of you, like, you always lose. And Logan right. never loses. Right. Like, I, why would I bet on you? Um, That's a good point. Which was a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really, I liked having Tom, seeing Tom in that kind of linchpin position because it's like, you can tell, like, his marriage continues to get more and more on the rocks. And shit right. is, like, horrible to him about this. And he's right. spiraling. But it's, And so it's not even that he's, as much as he is loyal to the family, it's also just kind of, like, pointing out to Kendall, like, you're just not, even if I wanted to not be loyal, like, you're not the horse I would bet right. on. Right, Like, <laughs> um... So I don't know. 
Poor Tom. Not poor Tom. Not really. He. Tom's gonna be fine. I don't think they do a prison subplot because they always suck. Yeah, how's he gonna? But how's he gonna get out of it? I mean, I guess is everyone's acting like it's a foregone conclusion. I think he flips. You think he will flip? I think so. Or there's a time. I think if, if if things with Shiv get bad enough, I think he will. I think because he he's kind of the much person. Do they need to get? She's so bad to him. She's horrible to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a horrible but also, person. Like, he's but... kind of, yeah, he's horrible. So it's like, eh. He's still trying to hold on to hope. Well, when he's like, I really, you know, I fell in love with shit. And it's like, but you don't seem like you're still in love with right. her. So... Yeah. Well, I liked, I liked, uh, 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 I liked the, the reaction to that. The, like, just like the, oh yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, love, right. Yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, succession, succession's still good. Three episodes left. Um, this is not a movie podcast, but it is streaming, so I did want to say very briefly, uh, Psych 3, uh, this oh, is Gus. I watched it it's, too. It's very much a long episode of Psych, as the first two movies are, and it's delightful if it you like Psych. So, so delightful. Yeah, Aww. it just feels like more psych, which uh, is great, and they get to kind of do it so that it's like, oh yeah, we get to do a movie every once in a while, and it's fine. Oh, and uh, what the the boyfriend? He's played by one of the wrestlers from um, Heels. You would love Heels. That's right. Oh yeah, and he was in uh, You're the Worst. And uh, Alan Maldonado. Yes, yes, and he's in the new uh, Wonder Years. Yeah. Right, it's been a lot of stuff. He was the one who, in You're the Worst, he was part of, uh, part of the the rap trio. Oh and yeah. He was he was written out in the final season because he had gotten another job, and they made a joke when they replaced him, saying that like they secretly found out that he was forty, <laughs> and so that's why they <laughs> fired him. Because <laughs> um, he is like, I mean, he, I don't know if he's forty now, but he's like, at the time he was probably like mid to late thirties. So yeah. Um, but yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's uh, fantastic. It's funny. Uh, the whole thing, if you like psych, it's it's psych. It's more psych. That's really all. Um, oh, and we didn't talk about the great, but the se- second season of that started. That's right. It's oh great. My God. What I've we seen. We didn't even consider talking about that this week. Well, because we were mostly talking about new things. Right, but that's new. But, I mean, it's a new season. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's a new season. It's not, but right. Yeah, the great is great. Like, yeah just continues to be wonderful and um, uh yeah and this week uh the hawkeye show premieres the hawkeye show uh oh yeah the uh the second season of uh saved by the bell will be the back third season of hannah third and final wait what hannah yeah. like based on the movie hannah uh-huh yeah. that then became an amazon prime show yeah it's is on season like three yes and it's ending. Oh. It's pretty All good, right. too. I did not realize they were on season three. Time is meaningless. There's a lot of television. <laughs> lightning um, round. <laughs> yeah, this was a lightning round episode, and we still went almost 90 minutes, which is pretty good considering all of the shows. A lot of about, shows. So. A lot of shows. Uh, hope everyone, if you're listening to this before American Thanksgiving, hope everyone has a good American Thanksgiving. And if not, 
Uh, hope you had a good American Thanksgiving. And if you're Canadian, this it was a month ago, so whatever. Um, Wherever you are, I have some pie. If yeah, you're in the car, have some pie. Have your hands at ten and two. Dustin, I thought that they they showed that that's actually not the most oh, no? efficient. Is that true? Also, you can eat a hand pie. <laughs> I think I think at ten and two, if the airbag deploys, you like hit yourself in the face, right? I mean, it's gonna hit you in the face no matter what. I guess so. Anyway, look look up. <laughs> The what the experts say. We're Drive not, carefully. We're is not it like nine people. to nine three? Like what? I thought it was nine three. Yeah. Oh, oh. So it's not driving with your knees while eating a pie. That is not. The recommended. I believe. I mean, it's it might be more efficient, but I don't know if it's recommended. Yeah. Anyway, look, we're not a we're not a car podcast. We're not the the car talk guys. <laughs> we're not the crash test dummies. We're not the crash test dummies. <laughs> Uh, so don't, don't, don't take any driving advice from us. Uh, you know what I'm thankful for? Oh, what is that, Tori? Uh, Dustin's impression of the crash test dummy guy, <laughs> where he sings literally any song. Did I do that? <laughs> I think you should. I think you should end on a song. No, I can't. No, no. It's a dead part. No, I'm trying to think of a, I know, you know, I'm trying to think of this psych theme song. How does it start? No, no, Crash Test Dummies. No. Yeah, I just did the mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how does the... Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Just do Blues Traveler. No one will know that. <laughs> <laughs> Blues Traveler had more than one song, I feel like. Yeah. They had like three. Uh, anyway, that's the show. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, have a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> My favorite joke in the psych movie was, uh, I forget, he gave uh, Burton a fake name, I think, or himself one, and then he said, uh, but the Rodriguez is silent. <laughs>